Welcome to Sozo Church 21 Days of Prayer devotional podcast. During these 21 days, we will be praying together as a community of faith for specific topics each day, led by a member of our team. Now let's listen to today's message. Hey everyone, I want to welcome you all to today's podcast for our 21 days of prayer and fasting. My name is Eric, and I have the honor of serving as a member of the Dream Team here at Sozo Church. Guys, we have three days left for our time of fasting and prayer. Three days left. Woo! Last week, I shared about how impactful this time has been for me. And if you've been tracking along with us from the beginning, I hope you can share the same sentiment that even if it's not getting any easier, you can assuredly say that it's getting better and better. The time allotted to focus on Jesus, to savor Jesus, and to seek him first at the beginning of the year has been the biggest blessing thus far. So church, keep going. Don't give up. Finish as strong as you started. I've been saying this from jump. We are going to come out of these 21 days so much better than when we started. And I cannot wait to hear all the testimonies of how God moved and did work in your lives. So to recap, we are still in our series called Detox, and each week so far, we've had a different focus to lean into. First week was a mental detox, fire. The second week was an emotional detox, fire, fire, double fire. And this week, we're focusing on a relational detox, Man, super hot fire, lava status, Taco Bell fire sauce, all of that. I get so hyped talking about this stuff because when we take inventory of our closest relationships and how we relate to one another, our relationships can be a beautiful reflection of Jesus at work in our lives. And if they aren't, take heart because they can be. This past Sunday, we heard an awesome message from Pastor Brian Cromer of Queen City Church, and he shared some practical ways to have a relational detox. And I hope that you've been pursuing those. But the one thing that makes a relational detox necessary is something that he made clear and plain. Your relationships will determine the quality and direction of your life. Man, that's so good. I'm going to say it again. Your relationships will determine the quality and direction of your life. Now personalize it. Say it out loud. My relationships will determine the quality and direction of my life. It hits different, doesn't it, when you apply it to yourself? I believe this to be true. Our relationships require a closer look Because there's no lone rangering in Christianity. No one's doing this alone. Jesus is enough for all of our needs, but he also calls us to community. From the start of the word, the beginning of the Bible, it says that it is not good for man to be alone. We need people. We need others. During our brief time together today, I want to talk about believing the best in others. Believing the best in others. That sounds nice. 
But let me level with you, church. I will be the first to admit that I struggle with this. This is not second nature for me. I want it to be, but I got to make some effort here. And we're going to come back to that in a bit, but let's first consult the word. Turn with me to Philippians 2, verses 3 to 5. I'm going to read the Passion Translation for you. It says, Be free from pride-filled opinions, for they will only harm your cherished unity. Don't allow self-promotion to hide in your hearts, but in authentic humility, put others first and view others as more important than yourselves. Abandon every display of selfishness. Possess a greater concern for what matters to others instead of your own interests. And consider the example that Jesus, the Anointed One, has set before us. Let His mindset become your motivation. Amen. That's good stuff. His mindset, our motivation. And I want to look more into the passage, but let me make clear my point for you today. You could write this down, try to remember it. For us to believe the best in others, we have to see everyone the way God sees us, through the lens of grace. For us to believe the best in others, we have to see everyone the way God sees us, through the lens of grace. Now earlier when I said that believing the best in others is difficult for me, what it boils down to is that over time, I've developed some real trust issues. You know, when I was in school, there was one phrase that I dreaded more than anything else. It wasn't homework. It wasn't news of an exam or a quiz or a test. It was the phrase group project. Ah, I hated group projects because that meant that my grade was going to be dependent on the work of other people. And then when my teacher would assemble my, my group, my initial thoughts were things like, well, this guy's irresponsible. She's not going to do her part. He has bad grades. And I'm just going to do the work myself. Again, at an early age, I had issues trusting people and if I'm real with myself, I think it stemmed from my upbringing. I have, you know, don't get me wrong here. I have great parents. I love my mom and my dad dearly. I have a great relationship with each of them. But at a young age, my parents, they got a divorce. Growing up, I would spend one week with one parent, the next week with the other, and so on. And whenever my mom or dad would promise me something whether it be a new bike or an exciting vacation, whatever it was, I couldn't find it in my heart to believe them. I know I was just a child in both of these examples, but they both helped me realize the flaw in my thinking. I attributed to others, to my groupmates, and even to my parents, all their faults and shortcomings. I didn't believe the best in them, I wasn't viewing them from the vantage point of grace. Now imagine God seeing us this way, 
seeing us for all of our shortcomings and flaws, keeping a running tab. But the good news is that he doesn't. He doesn't. He has removed our sins from us as far as the east is from the west. It says in Psalm 103. When he sees us, he sees Jesus, his own son, in our hearts. And thus, this perspective that God has on us, for us, should spill over into our relationships, into the way that we relate to one another. Our response to being recipients of amazing grace, how sweet the sound, is to do what Paul is saying in the passage. We have to free ourselves from pride-filled opinions. Don't allow for self-promotion. Put others first in authentic humility. Abandon selfishness. Possess greater concern for what matters to others. The great Martin Luther King Jr., who we celebrated this past Monday, once said, Life's most persistent and urgent question is, What are you doing for others? That's what our relationship should look like. For us to believe the best in others, we have to see everyone the way God sees us through the lens of grace. Now, does that mean that we see everyone as perfect? No, not at all. We ourselves are nowhere near. But we give people space and grace to grow. If we fail each other, because we will, we're human. We do, as Pastor Jason says, we extend the grace we hope one day we'll never need. So I encourage you, church, let his mindset become your motivation. For us to believe the best in others, we have to see everyone the way God sees us through the lens of grace. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time that we could briefly look into Philippians 2. And we thank you, Father, that Jesus is our example. When we relate to one another in our relationships amongst our brothers and sisters, we can follow our Savior, Jesus Christ. And I pray, Father, that his mindset, his vantage point, his perspective of grace will be our motivation to having better relationships amongst one another. And Father, with three days left of our fast, help us, Lord, to finish strong. We look forward, Lord, to testimonies of how you did big work. You spoke, you spoke fresh words to each of our members. We pray, God, that you would go before us. We thank you, Lord, for your grace, your mercy. We thank you, Lord, for your love that keeps no record of wrongs. Help us, God, to believe the best in others and to see each other through your lens. And I pray, God, that, again, we would come out of this season even better, having met with you, having focused on you. May everything we do and say, Lord, every action, every thought, every intention, may it be glorifying to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks again, everyone, for joining me today on the podcast. Continue to tune in as we close out 21 days of prayer and fasting. Church, may this week be your best week ever. Later.
Thanks for listening to the Sozo Church 21 Days of Prayer devotional podcast. We hope today's message inspires you in your prayer life. Join us again tomorrow on the podcast for another encouraging message from a member of our team.